You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today's episode is a little bit unusual. So I have been in a very nostalgic mood lately. A lot of big landmarks in my life. This year I'll turn 45. Lynn's and I have been married for 20 years. Been in Carterville 20 years last December. Just lots of kind of historic things. I'm really feeling that midlife moment. And I'm looking at our church family and thinking about how much I love these people. Last week, I had Charles Tweedy in, and we talked a little bit about what it was like for him to grow up here. And you know, during Mother's Day, we talked to some of the ladies that grew up at Carterville and now are married to ministers. And I think all of this has just kind of contributed for me uh, towards this, this appreciation of what God has done over the years at this church family. The people that have invested faithfully in the work, uh, the people who have led and served and worshiped here. So anyway... One thing that I did, kind of just on a wild hair, is I found a stack of old CDs from the early 2000s, and I thought, you know what, I want to listen to some of our old worship services. And so I've just I've only listened to about three, right? I'm not very deep into that. But I want to use this podcast episode to share with you a couple of my highlight memories just from those three worship services. So I'm, you know, popping the CD player in my truck and while I'm making visits or hospital rounds or whatever, I'm listening to some some oldies but goodies. I grabbed the year 2006 to 2007, and I think the reason I picked that is I just remember that being a, a good year for us at Carterville. Yeah, but I couldn't remember any details about it. I just remembered it being good. So I grabbed that one out of all the stacks I could grab, and I just pulled out a few. Uh, the first one that I pulled out was from like October of 2007, and I heard Chris sing. Just Chris did a fantastic job singing. Our choir sounded good. It was just really good to hear you know, a, a lot of old, familiar things. But let me walk you through uh, some of my highlights. You ready? One of those highlights was uh, I got to hear some of Chris's uh, early worship leadership. I mean, that was that was a year that we called uh, Chris to serve, and I got to thinking about, wow, that's been a long time. You know, God has, it's amazing to me that God has used Chris the way that he has. And just to think back to that, you know, those first Sundays, I remember the day that Chris came, I haven't listened to this worship service, but I remember the day that Chris came in view of a call and led worship and our you know, our choir was full, the church was full. It was a great Sunday. But then to, to think about that moment, you know, hey, who's this guy from Louisiana? To now, you know, here's this key gospel partner in our church ministry who I love dearly. And that's just, it's neat to see, it's neat to see that transition of time. A couple of other highlights for me. Listening to Brother Hogan preach has been good for me. Brother Hogan preached um, here up until January of 2013. He has been my pastor longer than any other pastor that I've that I've ever had in my life. I've probably heard more Brother Hogan sermons than sermons from any other one preacher in the world. And for me to hear his sermons, his style, his prayer, just the words that he said, it warmed my heart. He did call Steve Jobs Stephen Jobs one time. I chuckled about that. But just to hear Brother Hogan open the scripture and just preach was good for me. It was warm in a way that if you don't know him, 
And if you weren't here then, it would be hard for me to communicate to you how it feels and why it feels so good. But I just smiled as I love Brother Hogan and appreciated the opportunity I had to hear him preach and be taught by him for so long. Lindsay actually uh, surprised me on one of these CDs. I'm listening, and Brother Hogan called time for Children's Church. Children's Church at that time was, uh, we had a moment during the worship service where the kids would gather on the steps of the altar. We've done that a couple of times in the in the years that I've been around. And during this time, I had forgotten that Lindsay was our interim children's minister for a little while before our son was born. Uh, Mel Beatty was as well. And I, I heard Lindsay's voice uh, on the microphone, and it surprised me. But in 2006, uh, I listened to some children's sermons. And that would have been the year that Curry was born. So as she was on the stage talking to her kids about Jesus and about whatever Brother Hogan was about to preach about, uh, we were just about to become parents. That was a pretty cool memory. All right, so for a lot of our listeners, this won't phase you at all. But for some of you, it may put a tear in your eye. I got to hear Carlos Braswell pray, and when I heard Brother Carlos uh, start to speak, I just smiled. I heard Max Seals pray, and many of you know that we just lost Brother Max, good man, a godly man, and really one of those cornerstone kind of guys. To hear Max pray the offertory prayer, man, that was that was neat for me. I was listening to uh, a service. I think it was the October of 07 service. I'm not 100% sure, but I think that was it. I listened to a couple of April 06, and I listened to an October of 07, just kind of grabbing out of the stack. And this was kind of peculiar, but towards the very end of the service, after the invitation, I could tell that Brother Hogan was doing something unusual. Something strange had happened because he didn't, you know, he didn't address the church in exactly the way he always did. And then he said, he said, Jeremy has something that he said wants to say. He's asked for permission to address the church, and I'm going to grant him that privilege. And I thought, say what? And then I remembered it. It was during the moment when we had some search committees working and some church votes, and God put it strongly on Jeremy's heart uh, to address the church. And at that time, uh, Stroh was obviously was much younger, but he had been leading in student ministry. He'd been an, an intern for me for a, a long time and was... Uh, was soon to become the youth minister if he had not already. I honestly don't remember the exact dates. I should ask Stroh about that. But Brother Hogan gave Jeremy a microphone, and Stroh told the church what God had laid on his heart. And it was just beautiful and straightforward and asking the church to seek God's will to pray um, and to not just you know make votes based on our opinions, but to seek the Lord's will. And I really appreciate that reminder. And then I remembered that service when it happened. I just thought that was that was neat. That was from a long time back. I heard Hunter Dyke's profession of faith. I was listening the day that Hunter came down and Brother Hogan presented him. Um, so I, I, that that made me happy. I listened to several baptisms. A couple of the ones that stand out were the day that um, Braley and Brianna Hogg were baptized. And I got to reconnect um, recently with, with Brianna. And so it was kind of neat for me to get to hear her baptism. I got to text her that, hey, I just heard about your baptism. I listened to... A, a sermon in April from the church's anniversary, from our 80th anniversary, and um, Brother Hogan 
preached on the same exact passage that I preached on uh, two weeks ago, John 21, Feed My Sheep. He talked a lot about the changes at Carterville. He told the story about selling chickens to help pay the church note during the Depression. Uh, He also talked about a pastor, a man named Bilbo. Brother Bilbo was the first full-time pastor of Carterville. I don't know if he was full-time. I guess he was the first official pastor of Carterville. And Brother Hogan said that Brother Bilbo shared with him years later that in all my years of ministry, I look back on those early days at Carterville, and I can tell you something about those people. He said, never have I felt found a more faithful and loving people, people who would be led so well that if God was in it, they would be led and they would do it. And I think that still characterizes our church family. That was neat for me to hear and to imagine that that's reflecting back on the late 1920s, early 1930s. Brother Hogan talked about the growth of the church, and he shared about the vision team that the church had in 2005 and 2006, and about how they resulted in several things for the church, but one of them was a staffing committee to recommend major changes in the church family. One of those was the position of associate pastor, and I eventually became that associate pastor, so it was neat to me listening to this. Also, they they mentioned that they wanted to move our children's position from part-time, because Ginger Adams had been part-time, Lindsay, and eventually Mel would be part-time interims, and then we would call our first-time full-time children's minister, which was Katie McNeese. And I think about how important that moment was as we're calling leadership right now for children's ministry. I just I kind of thought about, wow, that's a that's a, a full circle in a way. It's interesting to me how some of the decisions that we were making in 2006, you know, I've seen the fruit of them and I've seen how God's moved them. A lot of the things have stayed the same. A lot of those decisions are still in place. Others were stair steps where God did something then to move us to where we are now, and He's about to do something new again. You know. And it just reminded me that, I don't know, Carterville has always been through these seasons of change. And one of the heavier ones was at the end of the same anniversary service in April, um, Tim Hubbard, who was a friend of mine and was our uh, worship pastor here for 16 years and nine months, he said, walked up to the microphone. And remember, I just pulled this CD out of the stack and he read his resignation letter to the church. And I remember that day and I remember thinking that, wow, you know, Tim is so permanent here. Oh my goodness. And for me to look up, I, I called Tim afterwards and, and you know, told him, hey man, and let me tell you what I just listened to. And, and I guess all these memories, you know, hearing Tim sing, listening to Chris sing, hearing Brother Hogan preach and me imagining my next sermon, talking about changes in children's ministry, hearing saints who I dearly love pray to the Lord and knowing that they're with the Lord now. Like this little walk down memory lane, um, it's taught me a lot of things about church, honestly. It's reminded me not to freak out over change, that hey, Carterville's been through a lot of change. And I think Brother Bilbo was right. Brother Hogan was right. The people at this church family, if they see that the Lord is in it, they'll handle change fine. We're very leadable if we know what God wants from us. I'm proud of our church for that. It's also interesting for me to look up and treasure these people, uh, these folks that were part of our history, Max and Brother Carlos and so many people who led at different seasons, some of them for a very short time, some for a very long time. 
But it's amazing to me to see that God has always given us exactly what we needed. And I'll tell you what it makes me want to do, more than anything, honestly. It makes me want to appreciate this church family, to love those co-laborers in the gospel who are serving Jesus and worshiping Him here right now, to make the most of this moment, this legacy that you and I are living in and creating together, and know that you know one day, sometime in the future, the next pastor may grab a CD off a shelf, or CDs will probably be ancient history by then. They may tune into a digital recording of some kind and hear my voice or your voice or hear somebody talking about something that you're leading now. And they may know us, they may not, they may wonder. But I can tell you this, having been a part of a church family like this one for a little length of time, having loved you, it's really special to me to see what God's done through you. And I just want to thank you for that. And I want to encourage us all, let's be faithful in the future. Carterville, we have something really special, and I treasure that today. God bless you. I hope you have a phenomenal week. I hope you're very faithful on your mission for Jesus today. God bless you. And thank you so much for being a part of what God's doing at Carterville.